Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Hello everybody, welcome to the Bible Podcast, episode 17. And today's topic is... How do you know that you're doing well or you're succeeding as a Bible pastor or minister? How do you know that all that you're doing is good or it's productive or it's successful? Um, There's a saying that I heard a few years ago and it has really helped me in my journey so far. It says, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. I, I think... It's Benjamin Franklin that says that, or at least that's who I found is that that quote is attributed to. And you know, a few years ago, I I was thinking about people that fail exams in in school, and um, I I just it just occurred to me that none of them planned to fail their courses or drop out of school, um, but they do they do fail. So it's not that. They wanted to fail or they planned to fail, uh, but really they really didn't plan properly to succeed, and that's why they fail. So uh, I want us to think about it. What does it mean that a Bible pastor is succeeding? It's a little bit different from a full-time pastor because if you say um, he's able to survive and, and pay his bills and continue to do the work, that's not the case for a Bible pastor because a Bible pastor actually works. And so he has money to take care of himself. But does that mean he's doing well as a minister or not? So we're going to look at that. And uh, I have 10 points that I use to evaluate my ministry. And I would like to share that with you today. And I hope that it will help you as you go on your journey as a Bible pastor or minister. So let's get right into it. The first one is you have a sense that God is pleased with you. I think this is the the most important thing. If you want to be a successful minister or a successful child of God, period, you need to be pleasing God. It's important. Our Father, he needs to approve us. He's the first person that we need to seek his approval and is everything. So, any pastor that is doing well must have a sense that they are actually pleasing the Lord. That's the first point. The second point is a clear spiritual growth in the biological family of the pastor. So the pastor, you know, as a pastor, as a leader, you feel that you are being, you are doing the will of God. That's the first step. The second step is that your family is doing well. Your, your, your wife, your husband is doing well. You, you can sense that they are growing. Your children are growing and they, they are fearing the Lord. When you discuss with them spiritual stuff, spiritual things, they are excited, they are interested, then you know that you are doing well. And, and you know, there's a scripture in Timothy and in Titus that talks about uh, the, 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 the minister being a, a, a good family person is a, is a man that uh, takes care of his home. So I, I put that there because sometimes we, we do forget 
that our family, our, our home, our nuclear family is the first ministry. Your children are your first um, church members, your spouse. I remember a few years ago when I was praying and asking God, give me men that can serve you and I can walk with you, work in ministry with me. And the Lord said, I've given you two men, walk with them. And, and those are my two boys, Amy and Dami. And since then, I've really um, changed the way I, I work with them. I see them as ministers and I, I trust God to help me to raise them in that light. So that's a, that's the second point out of 10. The third one is people are being added to the kingdom of God and to the local church. So people are getting saved, getting born again, becoming believers. Very important. We, we can't say we have a ministry where people are not being added to God's kingdom. Uh, we remember when the church was burning, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, 3,000 people were added the same day. And God continued to add more and more to them as as they went on. So that's the that's the goal. That's what Christ came here to do, to, to deliver the oppressed, to set the captives free from sin and bring them into the kingdom. So if whatever ministry you're doing, if people are not coming into the kingdom, people are not getting saved, then that work is not succeeding. The next one is regular water baptism and filling with the Holy Spirit. People must be getting water baptized. Of course, if they're getting saved, getting becoming believers, then they would automatically get water baptized because that's what the Scripture says. And then getting water baptized, you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next point, number five, is having other ministers who believe in the vision and are committed to it. So as you build um, the work of God as a pastor or minister, um, as for you to know that you're doing well, you must be raising other people who will take your place. You can't just be running a church and then you're the only one that can preach, you're the only one that can do Bible studies, you're the only one that can lead prayers, then you're not doing well. You, as the time goes on, you want to be able to look at one or two or three people that have been trained as leaders and, and are committed to the vision of bringing others into the kingdom of God. Uh, the the the, fifth, the sixth point is having more funds to meet the needs of the church. So as the church is growing, you want to be able to do more, even financially. You may wonder, oh, is, is finances part of uh, this work? Yes, it is. If, if you're doing well, if, you, if you're raising true believers, they're going to be committed to the work. They're going to be willing to, to give. I always say if a church doesn't have funds to do what they're called to do is because the people in the church do not believe in the call. And I've discovered that when people are doing very well spiritually, they give so much. They even want to give more than is necessary. At times, you may have to tell them, you know, pull back, hold hold on to that and take care of your family. That's because the people's hearts are with the Lord. But if you're struggling financially, you're not able to do what you feel God has called you to do with the people that you have financially is also a proof that something is wrong in the hearts of the people that are being led. Um, number seven, having a clear sense of your own personal spiritual growth and a more visible evidence of God's supernatural power in your ministry. Now, I know that this is a really major point, but I put it towards the end because I wanted to just highlight some of the obvious things and then go back to this one. This is a major one. If you as a minister 
Do not think that you're growing. Do not sense a move of God on your heart. You, you don't sense that you're repenting for things that you thought were all right, and you're, you're, you're discovering God is showing you some things that you needed to take care of, deal with. You don't sense that you're having a deeper understanding of Scripture, deeper understanding of the things of the kingdom then you're really not doing well. That's, that's, the, that's the proof that you're not succeeding in the work and the call that God has called you into. So take note of that. Having a very clear sense of personal growth, you must see that. You must see that in the way you pray. You must see that in the way you, you study the Word. How hungry are you for the Word? How much time do you take for the things of, of the Spirit? Now, I've seen people who seem to be doing well spiritually uh, because they, they've learned a lot you know, in the Bible when they, they had no jobs or when they were not really doing very well in their secular work and they're already ministers. And then when they are beginning to do well in the secular work, their spiritual life begins to suffer and you wouldn't know immediately, you wouldn't know at, at first, but you, the minister, would know that something's happening. I'm not as sharp as I, as I ought to be. I'm not as sensitive in the spirit as I ought to be. Things that I I thought were really wrong don't look so wrong anymore. Things that used to irritate me in my spirit are now becoming normal. And uh, once you begin to sense that, you know that something is wrong. And then when you when you don't see any supernatural move in your ministry, you're teaching people don't get changed. They're not transformed. They're not getting saved. Um, things are just, there's a lot of fighting in the church. You know, people are fighting with one another. The other one is saying, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't, I, someone didn't greet me. Someone didn't invite me to a program. Petty things become major problems in the church. There's a problem. There's a problem not just with the church. There's a problem with the minister. There's a problem with the pastor. There's a problem with the leader. So you should go back in the place of prayer and say, Lord, what's going on here? And of course, it may be an attack, but whatever it is, there's a problem and you need to go back to it. And the next one, number eight, is numerical growth in the local church. Every church should grow. Now, we don't expect every church to grow to 10,000 or 2,000 or 5,000. The rate of growth is different, but there should be growth. So if you don't see growth uh, after a couple of years, there's a problem. And of course, it may be God is just keeping you um, humble and helping you to learn a few things before the growth will come. But I believe that every minister should look at the numbers and go to the Lord in prayer. And even if it's God that's you know, slowing things down, He still wants you to come to Him in prayer. And the place of prayer where you're saying, Lord, where, why are we not growing? Why are we just uh, one, two, three people for two years? Why are we at this same number? I don't, I don't expect anybody to um, measure their growth with another church. You measure the growth with what God is showing you in your own place of prayer. And I remember in the last, uh, in I think a couple of episodes ago, I was sharing with you the structure that God has given to me where you just double your number every year. And so at first it may be a very slow growth, but if you learn to double the numbers, um, then you discover that after a couple of years, you begin to see some interesting numbers and interesting growth. So the key is, are you growing in numbers? And not that you want to become 100 people in 
two weeks or in three weeks. It doesn't. It's not the rate that I'm looking at. It's just the fact that there should be some growth. The next point, number nine, is clear and measurable impact in the city. So there should be that. You should be able to look at your work and your ministry and see that it's affecting and impacting the city around you. So we, we want to um, evaluate the work that God has put in us, in our hands, even with the people around. You know, the Lord calls us light and salt. And these are things that Whenever they're in anything, they they show up. Everybody knows. You don't have to to uh, look for light when there's light in a, in a dark place. It's obvious to everybody there. When there's salt in a in a thing, everybody knows that there's a, the taste changes automatically. So when you are in a place and you're ministering there, and the people cannot sense that a great light has come into a dark world, there's a problem. There has to be a change in the community that you're living in. I, I've been... You know, as we went back to Nigeria to minister, uh, I discovered that sometimes a church gets into a place and all that we notice is that there's a lot of meetings, there are lots of noise in the night, uh, all night prayers, but there's no measurable impact in that community. We don't want to do that. We want to translate all that prayer into practical transformation in the city. The youth should begin to be transformed. Parents should begin to notice that their children are doing better. A husband should begin to notice that their wives are doing better. There has to be an impact in the city. You need to watch out for that, and then you know that you're doing well. And the last point, number 10, this affects a lot of church planters, more more so than churches where they're established pastor uh, ministry and the pastors uh, just join into the ministry. Uh, but but regardless, it, you still need this point, which is um, the church can run smoothly even when the pastor or the minister moves or is not there. So you want to build a system and a church where even if you're not there, the, the work continues. So if you are seeing that that's happening, then you're succeeding, you're doing well because you are replicating yourself and you are creating room for growth for those who are being called into the ministry. So let's think about it again. If you, if you don't plan to succeed, then you're already planning to fail. And if you want to plan to succeed, then you need to know what success is. And so we've discussed and we've mentioned 10 things that uh, we can use to measure success for the Bible minister. Uh, now, I want, to, uh, I want to mention that if you look at those 10 things and you're not doing well in a couple of them, more than you know, five, six, seven of them, uh, you're not doing well, then you need to really stop whatever you're doing and go back to the Lord and ask, Lord, what is it that I'm not doing right? How can this change? You know, Because now you have a goal and you can then plan. You can then discover a strategy. There's a scripture that I would like to you know, just leave with you uh, to encourage you to know that, that you're in a good place God can help you no matter what the situation is. If you look at your numbers and they are not adding up, you can still you can go to the Lord and He will guide you. Psalms chapter thirty-two verse eight says, "I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. 
I will guide you with my eye. This this scripture just gives me comfort and encouragement. Anytime I'm I'm entering or embarking on a new project, I always uh, remember that the Lord would guide me. I don't need to be afraid. All I need to do is be humble enough to know and accept that I would fail woefully if I don't get instructions. And once I get those instructions to have the boldness to step in and know that each way, each step along the way, we're going to get some instructions that will guide and help. Now, I want to mention that if you're already in part of a church, part of a ministry, it is very, very important to follow the, 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 the plan and the strategy and the structure that is already given to the ones who founded and planted the church or the ministry. If you try to reinvent the wheel, you're going to break the system. God that led you to that church or led you to that ministry already knew the plan before he sent you there. So you stay once you're staying in that church, just figure out, find out what the Lord has given to that ministry and then find a way that the Lord will want you to plug in to that. You don't try to change everything. You you take whatever God has given to them and then you go take it to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, how do I in my uniqueness uh, fit into this structure? So let me go over it again. The, the, the key is if you want to do well and want to succeed as a pastor and do better as a minister in whatever ministry that God has put to you, and especially for Bible ministers, you have a work and you still pastor or minister um, so you're doing two things together, so your time is limited. You need to check your numbers. I recommend that you do that weekly, monthly, and yearly. So you, you schedule that. Every week you look through your numbers. Every month you look through your numbers. And every half, half of the year you look through your numbers. I just look through some of the numbers for our church at the end of June. Uh, so I want I want to run through those things again, some of your numbers. Check your prayer time. How long are you praying how frequently and how deep is your prayer? That's how you know if you're growing. How, how is your Bible study time? Do you take time to study the Bible? Do you enjoy studying the Bible? Check that. Uh, what of quality time spent in the family? Um, how is that going? Do you do you do you take time with your wife and your your children to study to engage in Scripture? Uh, the number of non-Christians that you are sharing the gospel with, both publicly and personally. And I think you should take note of this. A lot of us, we, we stop ministering personally, um, but that happens more to full-time pastors. The Bible pastors, because we still en- encounter many non-Christians in our world, uh, we can we do preach or share the gospel with them. But, you know, you check your numbers. In the last month, how many non-Christians did you talk or invite to church or invite to to meet with Jesus or have coffee with you or, or something to discuss about God. Check your numbers. Check the number of believers being added to the family of God. Check the number of water baptism that you're doing as a pastor. Check the number of people that are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Check the number of new leaders that are being trained, that are being trained in the church. Check the number of people that are being discipled in your church. You notice that I didn't say check the number of attenders. It's good to check the attendance, uh, but really that number doesn't really give you anything useful. It gives you that an idea that, okay, you have more people to to bring into the into the core and make them uh, more committed, but really the number you want to check is the number of people that are on the discipleship track who are being discipled to become ministers and leaders. Those are the numbers you want to check. 
always these numbers should be increasing don't give yourself any excuse don't say oh this this city is tough don't say oh this nation is different don't say oh i'm so busy no excuse just once the numbers are not adding up go to the lord in prayer this is a spiritual work it's spiritual it's supernatural it's not going to be by your number of hours it's not going to be by your 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 capacity it's going to be by god's power so whenever there's any lack you go back to the place of prayer that's what i do and that's what i've been doing recently as i looked at our numbers i wasn't really liking those numbers and and so i've been going to the lord in prayer and saying lord i i we need a move your word uh, your promise that you give to us we need to see it manifest so um yeah thank you so much for taking time to listen to this and i pray that um many of us who have been listening um you 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 take those numbers and take them to the lord uh, in prayer if you just um you your ministry you're just starting off maybe just life group leader right now but your heart is for ministry you've already made up your mind that you know i'm called to minister and you're doing this but you're still in the marketplace then you're bible minister and check the numbers the numbers are not adding up just so lord i need your help i need the supernatural in my in my ministry so Thank you once again. Um, before we wrap up, I'm just going to pray. And uh, and remember, you can ask questions. Send me your questions. Thank you for those that have been sending in those comments and questions. God bless you. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the time that was spent just checking and looking at what it means to succeed in our call. Uh, I pray that uh, each person that heard this would really be able to evaluate and really from your own point of view know if we're doing as you've called us to do. And if we're not, I pray that we'll be humble enough um, to come down on our knees and ask for grace and mercy in this time of our need and receive just that strengthening and increase in, in, in our lives and our ministry. Pray for any pastor that is there that is struggling, any minister that is there that is discouraged. Pray for just a strengthening from the innermost being. I pray, oh God, for a comfort and, and, and understanding that you will instruct us and you would teach us and you would show us how to do this work in such a way that it pleases you and glorifies you. Um, Father, I pray for whoever is there right now that is just um, looking at the, the the ministry and saying, you know what, I, I, maybe I should go back and just fully uh, work in the secular world um, and leave this ministry alone. I pray that, that they would realize that you know it's not by giving up that they would achieve your call, but it's by being strong and moving forward in you. Take authority over every plan of the enemy to discourage. I, I, I declare that it will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Um, thank you, Lord. We, we, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Bible Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.